Is John Calipari actually worth his salary? We talk about that on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be asking the question, is Coach John Calipari worth his salary. We're going to get into it here in just a second, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. There's no sharks. There are no funky props. It's just you versus in your skill versus the lineups that you choose. And you can sign up today at stathero.com/lockedon. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Is John Calipari worth? His salary. Now, there are a couple of sides to this argument. Before we we jump into that, I want to let you guys know what his contract's worth, what he's worth per per year. His contract that he signed, I believe back in 2019, 2018, might be mistaken. Uh, the contract was valued at $86 million. It was a lifetime contract. Uh, he has a base salary in this contract of $400,000 per season. And then starting in this season, in 2021-22, uh, I believe he was, I don't, I don't remember what he was making before, I believe he was making like $8 million a year, but starting in 2021-22, he was making $8.5 million per year, for, and for the next four seasons, now the next three seasons, uh, he will be making $8.5 million. And then starting in 2025, the 2025-26 season, he'll be making $9 million per year. And then that's for the next four seasons after that. Uh, so he, he's locked in for the next seven or eight seasons as the head coach of Kentucky basketball. And I, you, you got you to gotta begin to wonder, is Coach John Calipari worth what he's being paid considering the product that he and the program are putting out right now? Uh, just also random side note, his buyout right now would be $42 million. If, if this, if we're, we're taking into account uh, everything that has gone on so far within the contract and then looking down the line, technically his buyout right now is $42 million. So realistically, there's not really, there's not really a, a, a chance to get rid of Coach Cal if the university even wanted to for quite some time because his buyout is, is so much. I mean, there, Buying a coach out for $42 million, if, if Kentucky did that right now, that would be one of the biggest buyouts in sports history. Uh, and there, there is no way, I believe, that uh, this university is going to pull the plug on this coach uh, with, that, with that kind of money on the line. So I'll just go, uh, go ahead and say that. But some of the negatives which co- with Coach Cal, obviously, uh, is, are the, uh, the disappointments uh, these past three seasons. He's, he's not had a Final Four since 2015, he's been there four times, 2011, 2012, 2014, and 2015. Coach Cal's only title came in 2012, and I say only. Um, we'll get into you know the difficulty of winning a national title uh, in college basketball in just a second. But the last three seasons, Coach Calipari is 60-30 and 30, uh, at Kentucky. 
And obviously, that losing season of nine and sixteen is going is going to hurt your winning percentage. But it happened. So Coach Cal's thirty or sixty and thirty in his past three seasons. That's a sixty six point seven percent win percentage. The previous ten seasons that Coach Cal was here, he was three hundred and five and sixty two. His winning percentage was eighty three percent. So his his winning has taken a little bit of a dip recently. He's not had a 30-win season and I think I believe f- now four seasons if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And so I think Kentucky fans are getting a little frustrated with coach Cal and I say that lightly. I've seen uh comments not just on my own channel but on uh message boards and on Twitter and all all over the place. I've seen some uh Kentucky fans very disgruntled with Coach John Calipari and what he's done with the program. And some people want him out. Uh, I personally uh, don't think that that would be a wise idea. And, and again, I don't think that the university is going to pull the plug on a man that's worth $42 million right now. But the question today is, is he worth that? So obviously, like I mentioned, his winning percentage has gone down. And it's one of two things that has, has caused his winning percentage to dip so significantly. It's either A... The game has passed Coach Cal by, or B, college basketball is. There's a lot more parity now within the sport, and it's become much more difficult to win. And I, I would lean towards the latter, because uh, think think about even this season. This season that Kentucky lost in the round of 64, Kentucky beat North Carolina. They whooped them in non-conference play, right? Well, North Carolina also this season. They didn't just lay down, lie down and, and just lose every single game. No, they went on to beat Baylor in the round of 32. And they beat Duke uh, to, to finish the regular season. So UNC was not a bad team that Kentucky beat. And they beat them on a neutral court. Virginia Tech uh, of the ACC won the Atlantic Coastal Conference title, title. They won the tournament, rather I should say. And then they got bounced in the first round of the NCAA tournament, lost to Texas, I believe, by 10. Tennessee, uh, who won the uh, the SEC tournament, lost in the very first, uh, lost in the uh, the round of 32, excuse me, to Michigan. Iowa, who won the uh, the Big Ten tournament, turned around and lost in the first round. Illinois, who won the regular season uh, championship for for the Big Ten, scraped by their first round opponent, I, I believe it was Chattanooga. And then they lost to Houston. Gonzaga, by the way, who apparently is the best team in all of college basketball, they still might be. They still might win the title. Uh, they barely beat Georgia State. And I know I, I know you can go look at that final score and be like, oh, well, how is that even close? You have to go back and watch the game. Georgia State had a lead with like 13 to 15 minutes left. I'd have to specifically go back and look, but they had a lead. They had a lead in that game late. And then Gonzaga uh got got their stuff together some Georgia State players fouled out and now that, that was all she wrote and then Gonzaga barely beat Memphis beat him by 4 there's so much parity right now in college basketball i think that it's really 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 hard to ask your to- coach to to win a title or at least try and get to even the final four consistently but i think there's there's a flip side there's there's two sides to this argument I think you also, while it's difficult to ask your coach to do all these different things, make a Final Four, win a title, do all these different these different things with your program, you also have to understand which pro, uh, program and which coach we're talking about here. We're talking about the University of Kentucky. We're not talking about 
you know, we're not talking about some other random SEC team. We're not talking about some mid-team in the Big Ten. We're talking about the Kentucky Wildcats, one of the winningest programs all time in the history of college basketball. We're asking one of the best coaches of the 21st century and Coach John Calipari. We're asking him, after seeing a, an incredibly impressive first 10 seasons, we're asking him to get back to the Final Four. He's not been to one since 2015. While it is difficult, and, and yes, if for, for any team, including Kentucky, it is difficult, I think that if you're going to ask any program to do it outside of Kansas or Duke, I think that it's fair to say that Kentucky shouldn't be struggling or losing in the round of 64. Again, but the, the, again, there's a flip side to, every, uh, to this entire argument. It's like, well, also, it's just incredibly difficult to win in college basketball nowadays. So the answer to the question, is John Calipari worth his salary? Uh, I think that right now, he is. I think that he is worth that money right now because of the accomplishments that he, he has made in the past. And then also, I think that he is a, a decent coach. I mean, it's not like you just happen to win 26, 27 games in a year. It's not like that just happens. I mean, you, you, have, you have to bring in the talent. You have to coach the talent. I wouldn't, say that he's, I wouldn't say that he's the best coach in college basketball, but I would say that he's one of the best. And so I, I would certainly say that right now, $8.5 million a year, I, I mean, for, for any coach, that's a lot. But yeah, I would say that I would say that he's worth that money. I mean, whenever you whenever you agree to a contract like this at a program like this, I mean, you're kind of setting the standard for these blue bloods for these different elite programs. It's like this is how much your your good coach should make because this is what our coach is worth. And so the university perceived uh, perceived it so that John Calipari was worth this money. I would agree. Uh, if now, if we turn right back around and he has a year like he did in 2020. Um, then we, we we have some concerns. But for Kentucky to have had all of these different great and wonderful things happen under the guidance of, of Coach Cal, I just think that it's way, way, way too early and, and, and a little out of bounds to say that he needs to be let go. Because I also think that you have to ask the question, who's going to replace him and then give you better results than, you, than, than, than you're getting? If you're not satisfied with... All of the things that Coach Cal has done, if you're not satisfied with winning at a minimum 25, 26 games just about every single year, whereas some coaches in college basketball uh, that are at elite programs are struggling to even do that right now, I mean, who, who are you going to go get? You're going to go, I, I, just don't, I just don't see the logic in, in saying we need to pull the plug on Coach Cal Parry right now. I want to talk about some of the thoughts that, that you guys had. Uh, here on the YouTube channel, if you're watching on YouTube, and then also over at Rupp Rafters, I asked the same question, is John Calipari worth his sta- salary? Going to read some of the responses. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Stat Hero. I really, really love March Madness, and obviously I love putting together brackets. Uh, I, I can assume that mine is, is, is trash, and I can assume uh, that yours is as well. To be honest, I've not looked at the one that we did uh, here on the show. Uh, just a, just a week or so ago, but it just, just point being, it's been a really long time since I've actually won any money or done anything with these brackets. But this year I've hedged my bets with stat heroes, NCAA pick them contests. And it's actually been a lot of fun. 
Stat Hero has NCAA single game pickums where you can pit star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between uh, fantasy sports and sports gambling. You can start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can come through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed as well. It's got simple, sleek gameplay that will have you playing within minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. You can go to stathero.com slash locked on right now, and you can use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Again, that's stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. You can sign up for free today. Stathero.com's terms and, adi- and conditions apply. All right, continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you, obviously discussing whether or not John Calipari is worth his salary. I hate to kind of fence ride. I hate to kind of say, yeah, but then also no, but then also yes. And I, I know that, 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 that at the end of that, 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 um, that discussion, I said, yes, I believe he is. But I, I, can definitely, I can definitely see both sides of the argument. But as of right now, I don't think that it would be wise to cut him loose. And the university said, this is how much he's worth. This is what we're going to pay him. And I just, I just don't think, I, I think that he's worth that money right now. Based on what he's done for the program, I think he's worth that money. All right, I want to I want to read off some of the uh, the things that you guys said about Coach Cal and whether or not he's worth his salary. I also ran a poll over at Rupp Rafters, uh, which is a message board over on Cats Illustrated. Asked you guys whether or not he was worth it. Seventy five point six percent of you said no. You don't think Coach Calipari is worth his salary. And then some of you had some interesting responses here on YouTube over on Rupp Rafters. So we'll just go ahead and read and read them. One of you said, if I could change two things this season, I'd change our Auburn loss and the last Tennessee loss. Coach Cal had us as a top 20 team all season. We beat two of the nation's best teams at home and away by nearly 30 points apiece. We had an average national resume uh, whenever you look at the losses and the wins. And I think that's a good point. It's like, uh, it's like all in all, I don't think that this was a wasted season. It's a shame that it was lost in the round of 64. I'll also say, and I don't want to knock on anybody in particular, I don't think Kentucky, after having such a bad year last year, was in a position to rebound and get the best personnel in the world and then make a Final Four run. The fact that they were able to go from 9-16 and 16 to 26-8 and eight in a season like that obviously shows you the state of the program. It's very healthy. Uh, but I, it, I, in my mind, it was difficult to ask Kentucky to do much more than that after having such a poor year last season you got to be able to rebuild or reload things a little bit. And so I, 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 like, I like what this, uh, this person said. It's like, if we could get the Auburn loss and the Tennessee loss off of our resume, I feel like teams would be a lot happier, or, play, or fans would be a lot happier with us. We beat some good teams. We lost in the first round because it was, it, we just couldn't hit shots. It was an anomaly. And that's that. Somebody else said, we had a great field, percentage, field goal percentage as a team. We haven't seen seen in years, and then Oscar Shibway was a blessing. Uh, the positives this year, in my opinion, still outweigh the negatives. Again, I agree. I don't think you can label this as a wasted season. You have to you have to take into consideration what's been happening before this season, and then what was going on during this season. 
and I don't want to necessarily say that this group of players was just kind of stitched together and it wasn't the greatest hodgepodge of guys that you could have possibly gotten. Of course, if you listen to yesterday's show, you know that I'm of the opinion that if you if if you're going to be at Kentucky, your roster buildup should be. I would prefer it to be more uh, one and dones than transfer portal players. And you can fill in the cracks with portal players. I'm not saying that they're all bad. I'm just saying that the recipe for success at, the, at Kentucky has been proven. If you get the best five-star players coming out of high school, you're likely to win a title or get close to it. And I don't think that this team was, was built to win a national title, especially now that we're looking back at it. I mean, obviously we can say that in hindsight, but during the season there were different things to indicate that. Somebody else said, the quicker people realize teams across the board are getting stronger, more consistent, and more productive, the quicker we can realize that it isn't only about the Blue Bloods and a select few others that dominate these days. And this was from a person, they said said a lot more um, in their comment on YouTube, said that they had been a Kentucky fan for 40 years. And I I think that that's, that's a very wise statement there, just saying that, you know, the... The, the college basketball basketball game that we know now is not the college basketball game that we knew even 10 years ago, right? Things have changed so much, and there's so much more parity. Like I said at the beginning of the show, there's so much more parity in the sport. Not like there hasn't been. It's just much more difficult to, to for dynasties to last, I feel like now, especially the, now that NIL is here. And I just think that you have to kind of you have to shift your perspective a little bit. Understand and acknowledge the fact that you are Kentucky. You're one of the best teams in the nation, and you should be year in and year out. But understand that winning is not coming easy for anyone. It's not coming easy for anyone. And uh, it's not about the Blue Bloods every single year anymore. It's not about them every single year. Whenever asked, uh, when, when asked whether or not Coach Cal would, is worth his salary, somebody said that he would be if he'd funnel some of his money into buying us some top-notch talent. Obviously, uh, you can't directly pay the players uh, as, as, as a program, but I think that, you know, with all the resources within the program, you, you, you would like to think that recruiting some of these different guys, even portal players, to come to the program would be easier than some other programs or some other programs trying to do a similar thing because we've got that money we've got that uh we've got all these different things here at the at at the program that would incentivize different players to come here over other schools and so I don't think that Cal would be doing anything directly uh, but but I definitely I definitely get where this uh, this listener is coming from somebody else said that uh they would have said yes that coach Cal was worth his salary after Kentucky beat Kansas at their place, but that they would give a different answer now. And again, this just this kind of goes back to what the first person said, which was, if we could just erase the Auburn and Tennessee losses, I feel like people would be, people would be a little bit happier with the way this season went. Somebody else said, the only hope is for Coach Cal to voluntarily resign. Firing him isn't a realistic op- option, at least for a couple more years. And then this goes back to what we were talking about with the buyout. It's nobody's dropping $42 million to get rid of coach that's won you a national title within the past 10 years. So I, I just, I just, that just not, it's not realistic. It's not realistic. If, if the buyout was, was significantly smaller, maybe we'd be talking. Maybe we would be talking. But even then, I, I think it would be foolish to get rid of him. 
because he's done so many good things for the program. That's just, that's where I stand on it. Somebody else said, Coach Cal is a Hall of Fame coach, but something has to change as far as player development and efficiency. I agree with him there. Uh, I, I don't understand. Some, he also said, I don't understand how Oscar Shibway was the only player that actually was learning new moves, staying ready, and just improving all around. Cal, without these multiple number ones, is going to have to actually coach and take this more seriously. I love Coach Cal. I love Kentucky basketball, but the past couple of years have just been disappointing. And look, I, I, you cannot, you can't disagree with the fact that the last two years have been a little disappointing. And I, I do, I do like the point that he made. It's like Oscar, his transition from West Virginia to Kentucky. Obviously, he learned different things. He extended his range as a shooter. He, he he became more productive, and some of these other guys didn't. I think that Oscar was just that talented. Uh, but at the same time, I do agree with him. I think that Coach Cal needs to do a little bit better of a job of trying to develop these these players and make them more efficient. And I guess that kind of ties into my argument that I that I had yesterday about these these really really talented guys coming out of high school. Obviously, there's not going to be a lot of continuity within within your program, but. You don't have to do a lot of development with these guys. You get one season with them. They're extremely talented and extremely athletic from the jump. Uh, it's um, it's a good situation to put yourself in if you have the ability to do so. And that was all the different points I wanted to, to just to read off from some of you guys. Just to, to let you know that your voices are heard. If you're listening to the podcast, I know some of the guys on Rupp Rafters aren't, but if you have any thoughts on Coach Cal and whether or not he's worth the money. If you completely disagree with me and say that he should be let go, I want to hear it. Uh, obviously, like I said, there are different ways you can look at this. Obviously, it's fair to be upset. It's fair to be frustrated with the way that this season ended. It's just for me personally, I don't think that right now any coaching changes should be made. All right. I've got one more thing I want to talk about on today's podcast. A question that I want to pose to you guys. Before I ask that question, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Bet Online. Obviously, it's that time of year as March Madness is here, college basketball, the tournament is is upon us, and from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline also remains the best spot for all of your sports scores podcast and news this season and it's not just basketball guys bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs including live betting and your favorite vegas casino games you can head over to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action as well that's bet online where the game starts all right, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Daw here with you. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Another question here for you. A lot of questions on today's episode. Is this loss to St. Peter's, is this the most shocking loss in Kentucky history? Well, for me, it's definitely one of the most shocking ones that I can remember personally. But I wanted to ask you guys, listeners on YouTube, listeners of the podcast, is this the most shocking loss that you, you've you ever been a part of? I mean, obviously, I, I, I like I said earlier, the team I don't feel like was set, set up to win a national title, but I didn't expect them to lose in the round of 64. I didn't expect them to lose to Murray State or San Francisco in the round of 32. Uh, this is definitely up there for me, and I've got a couple of more losses that would definitely be up there. St. Peter's, obviously, this loss this season is 
incredibly shocking for me. Evansville in the 2019-20 season was also another one. I know that 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 team wasn't fantastic, had some good players, but the fact that they lost to Evansville three games into the season, um, that that's definitely a shocking loss. North Carolina uh, in in the NCAA tournament, probably the most heartbreaking loss, and I don't want to I don't want to get in too much into it here because obviously nobody wants to just sit here and grieve about past losses from uh, that the team's had. But I wanted to give some examples just to get you guys thinking. North Carolina, Evansville, St. Peter's, and then West Virginia. One of you actually brought this up. I was going to talk about this, but then one of you actually also brought it up uh, in the comments from yesterday's episode. Just randomly was like, by the way, West Virginia is probably the most shocking loss that the team has ever had, but this is definitely up there. West Virginia, North Carolina, and the West Virginia game in 2009 uh, uh, to uh, 2010. I believe that was Cal's first year. So West Virginia, North Carolina, Evansville, St. Peter's. Those are like the four that I could think of off the top of my head. If you've got any thoughts, the most disappointing loss, uh, the most shocking loss, if this is it, um, just kind of wanted to get a temperature of the fan base, just kind of, just kind of hear some more thoughts about what everybody's thinking uh, about what's going on. If you're still stunned, I personally, uh, there was not a lot of anger after the St. Peter's loss. There was a lot of frustration and confusion. I know that we've, I've spoken about how coach Cal should still be here and he, we, we don't need to let him go, but I will say some of the coaching decisions that were made in that game were confusing. And he said recently uh, on a in a radio interview that, you know, like he, he wasn't going to call a timeout at the end of the game to see if he could run a play to get a score because he never does that. And his track record shows that he doesn't do that. And he kind of explained why he doesn't. It's like he doesn't want the defense to know what's coming or to, to be set up and ready, uh, which I think a lot of people would push back on. And we can, we can talk about that another time. I've got thoughts on that and not calling timeouts. Um, to talk about that another time. But yeah, most shocking loss in Kentucky history is the St. Peter's lost that for you. Leave it in the YouTube comments below, or you can hit me on the socials at Locked On UK on Twitter. Give me your thoughts on the game. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hey, again, thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. <laughs> Excuse me. You can now make your second listen of the day locked on NFL draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bringing the NFL draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's a great listen and it's also free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can follow the show again, like I mentioned, on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast, and you can follow me specifically on Twitter at Lance Daw, any uh, underscore. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments. Leave them on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody, and God bless.